All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to week nine, PG of the Ringer. We're excited to be back. We have a very, very, very special episode for you today uh, with my co-host Kunal. Kunal, how you feeling, brother? I'm back. It's, I feel like I haven't been on this thing for like a month, which I think it has been a month. So I'm super excited to be here. And like you said, think, I think we got a special one here. Yes. It's going to be a it's going to be a long one too if you, if you know what I mean. <laughs> a very long and a very meaty one if if you want to say that. Yeah. So yeah. uh you know without further ado I want to introduce our guest of honor the man with the plan the man with the biggest balls of the week Serge Makija welcome to the show. What's up guys what's up? Serge sure. I've I've been I've heard that you have um a lot to say for this week and you have something you want to share with the group? Yes, we need to start with the elephant in the room. Um and I have a prepared statement uh prepared specifically for this week 9 podcast. So here we go. What transpired was part of a conversation about league trophies that rapidly devolved into degeneracy. It was mostly a three-man conversation. Chirag started with a very innocent question about league trophies. Arpan followed with a retort, calling Chirag a bitch. A fantastic move, sir. Chirag slapped back with a threat to shove paper up Arpan's ass. And here I joined in the fun and chimed in that the loser's trophy should be a dildo. Arpan said that we should have Hassan's face on it and tried to convince him that he should want to be the shaft. The rest is history and the infamous picture was created and posted to the group me. Now, humor is often best when it's gray. However, this one, even I admit, was too far. The fallout was swift, and I was kicked out of the group me to rethink my actions. I come on this broadcast in a state of remorse and regret. To our dear Commissioner Hassan, what transpired was a crude attempt at a joke, and I apologize for putting your face on a picture of an FDA-approved plastic phallus. It wasn't meant to offend or insult. It was weird. I'm weird. And I'm sorry. That concludes my statement. <laughs> Wonderful. I, I'm actually out of my couch. Uh, that was a standing ovation for me. I, 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 I almost kneeled for that one. I put my – Kaepernick for you, Serge. That was, that was very eloquent, very nicely worded. Um, but uh, can I ask a couple questions? i got a few clarifying questions for you. Yeah, of course. I'll open up the floor for questions. All right. First question for me is this. Um, walk us through how you found – the exact FD-approved picture. Can you walk us through that process? I'm taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to get through that without laughing. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so I was just, you know, when, when, when Arpin posted that, that, that text, I was like, look, for anybody that's been on the team with me, you know my real-time Photoshopping abilities are second to none. Um, and so I, I just sort of Google searched dildo started scrolling through and like there was no picture because originally I was trying to put people on the balls as well but realized that that would take like even more of my time and I wasn't willing to put in that much time so I was like all right we need to find a picture with the shaft and (laughs) and the balls right (laughs) but like all of the pictures on google were like turned to the side except for that fda approved one so it was sort of it wasn't like meant to be fda approved if, if you catch my drip, it was just that was the perfect picture for me to Photoshop on. Got it. 
Got it. So was that like I, picture uh, picture four out of a hundred, or do you have to scroll through a lot of Google images? To it was it was near the top. It was near the top. Thank God. Thank God. Okay. Kunal, any any clarifying questions? Look, so um, I yeah, I I, I was working as you can see. I I didn't respond to the group me until hours later. Um, thank God I didn't open it because I was explaining this to my brother. I don't get good signal at work, so usually when I like I. For, reason i get the notifications on my phone but i don't get to see the pictures so i was like oh this one seems like a pretty um important picture to see i was going to put it on my laptop in front of everyone at not in front of everyone at work but at my desk i was gonna pull up group me and check it thank god i didn't so i, I read through everything you know I, I see i'm really not shocked i know Serge, as he said i was on the team with him i'm not shocked my biggest question would be how did you find it so fast like you seem like you had this prepared it seems like you've studied this, like you knew when to use this, and this was kind of like your mic drop. No, 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 no. So I, I in the time that Arpan posted that text about Hassan's face being on it, I did all of this within a span of five minutes. Actually, that Photoshop didn't take me very long at all. Uh, it was sort of, it, it's, a, it's sort of a simple technique, but um, it, I swear and I promise all of you, it was not done before that text. It was not done. <laughs> All that, right. is, that would be very creepy. Well, Serge, we got to take you for your word. Thank you, brother, for your prepared speech. I know everyone listening will uh, will enjoy it and hopefully accept your public apology. So uh, with that, let's uh, get to down to business, guys. Week eight. What a week for us, man. We got a lot of blowouts. We got a lot of upsets. We got a lot of close games. Um, let's talk about some of the matchups. Yeah. Uh, uh, Suraj, let's talk about your matchup first, man. Um, and oh, I want to talk you? about the lead up to this. You know, w- one of the things that uh, you know we 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 love and we hate about you is you bring so much energy and 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 so much um, uh, vigor and 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 virality to the to the group based on how you talk about the people you chose. So in the last week, you moved from Hassan, who was a worthy candidate of your scorn. To another candidate who you call uh, Mr. Snake Oil, can you talk a little bit about your mindset behind that? Yes, Sean Snake Oil salesman Joseph. Look, Sean Sean has been putting out these PSA trade fielders on the group meet. He'll be he'll every once in a while. He's been sort of sort of inactive in the group meet in the last couple of weeks here, but every time he's he's active, he puts across these trade fielders like, you know what, my my half my team is available for trade. Uh, Hit me up with trade offers. Well, I've been hitting Sean up for trade offers for the last two weeks. And I actually had a pretty good deal for him, but he never responded to my t- – he still hasn't responded, in fact, uh, to, my, to, my, to my trade request. And I don't know why. I don't know if he's busy meeting uh, Kobe again or, or Vanessa Bryan or something like that. But, uh, but he still hasn't responded to trade fillers. So I think what's going on is he's artificially inflated his team and he's artificially inflating the market for his players so that's why i call him a snake oil salesman because his players are actually not available for trade right now i think well the interesting thing was so you know you went up with him to on this matchup you know you were the underdog you had a you know a lot of points to 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 make up 116.1 to 114 that's as close as it gets the only closer matchup was your matchup few weeks earlier <laughs> with Chirag Patel. 
So you are the king of close matchups, my friend, and you got to feel good about that win. Yeah, I feel good about it though. It was it was a little nerve wracking at the end on that Monday night game. Uh, he had he had Josh Gordon and Gostowski, and I thought Gostowski by himself was going to beat me because he kept kicking field goals. But then Hassan's nice kicker rules came into play, <laughs> where all of the field goals were just one point, and that probably saved me the saved me the victory. Um, because if it was standard scoring, I would have been I would have been uh, I'd have lost this week. Um, but yeah, I had big days from James Conner, and I, I I'm so happy that, that Fitz Magic is back and throwing to Mike Evans. Um, that that I think will sustain me through the next three or four weeks here uh, into the playoffs. So I'm hoping I can get some more upsets, hoping to kick some more people out of the playoffs, and uh, and yeah, hoping to ride this winning streak of one. Of one. <laughs> That's right. Um, another matchup, Kunal. You had uh, a really premier matchup with your cousin. Um, both really solid teams. You know, you were pretty high on your team a few weeks ago. You said, "I'm going to crush this league." Watch out. A lot of that terminology, but man, you lost pretty handily. Ten points to to your cousin. What's going through your head? Yeah, I'm in free fall right now. You and I made a trade today. Um, I'm ready to not a fire sale. Because, you know, here's the thing with our league. When I say fire sale, people will think I'm ready to just dump people for nothing. Wait, wait, That's wait, not wait. the case. Wait, Kunal, did you say you made a trade with Samir? Wait. Yeah. We, okay. Samir and I did make a trade today. Did you not check, your, to check your, your, your ESPN notification search? Dude, I didn't know about this trade. What What is the trade? Oh, oh man, breaking news here, uh, right, right breaking away. Breaking news, Suraj. Uh, so uh, let me tell you a little my, my mindset, and I'll, then I'll let Kunal start, jump in. So as you guys know, I had uh, Jameis Winston as my quarterback. Um, who um, wait, did I have Jameis Winston? Or uh, he's I had, not very good. Put it that way. Okay, Jameis Winston is not very good. So I was in the market for a quarterback, and all these smart people on these team have hoarded quarterbacks. I looked on the waivers. All that was there for me was Baker Mayfield. And whose offensive coordinator just got fired, head coach just got fired. The other option was Joe Flacco, who only plays well once a year in once a decade. So I'm like, shit, I don't have really good options. And Roethlisberger, you know, is, he broke his index finger apparently last week. So I'm like, shit, I'm in need a quarterback. So um, I'm looking around to see, hey, who has some quarterbacks that they're not using? I first reached out to um, Kunal's bro- brother who never responded yeah. to me. So he, he might have a baby snake oil in his, uh, in his camp because he didn't respond to any of his my, my texts. Then I reached out to his more uh, amiable brother who responded immediately to say, hey, you, got, you have uh, Drew Brees playing. You, you, what's your, what, you got Matt Ryan on the bench. Where, where are you feeling? So I, I had a lot of running backs, and I saw he, his best player uh, on his RB2 was Alex Collins. I'm like, he definitely doesn't want to be playing him this week. So I said, "Hey, you wanna you wanna make uh, both our, our our weeks happen?" And uh, you know, we we talked a few times. We made it happen. So I think we both came out on top and have a have have some good had a good trade. So I traded um, I traded uh, um, uh, Tevin Coleman and uh, Trey Burton for his Matt Ryan and David Njoku. So you can't be joking about this, man, because it's a good trade. Yeah, I mean, walking my mindset through it, I knew Matt Ryan eventually I was going to trade because I have two quarterbacks, there's no need. Um, and I needed a little upgrade in tight end, and you gave it to me, and I thought it was a pretty fair trade overall. Serge, you're the third party here. Again, just to reiterate, I gave up Matt Ryan and David Njoku and got back Tevin Coleman 
and Trey Burton. So, I mean, both fulfilled our needs on, on both sides, got some value upside. What do you think, Serge? Yeah, I think this is uh, this is a trade. This is a mutually beneficial trade. I think actually, um, I think Trey Burton and David Njoku are sort of similar tier tight ends this year, um, and so that that's sort of just a okay. I, I want this guy. You want this guy sort of deal. Yeah. Um, and so it just boils down to the fact that you needed a running back and he needed a QB for this week. And I was looking at those waiver wires for QB this week, and I knew. And and I and I think I knew it was going to be slim as well because Hirsch had the number one. He's already taken Fitzmagic off the waivers once. He did it again. Um, and so, so then I I put in a claim for Stafford because he was the only one of significant value left on the waivers. And then whoever came after me would be left with slim pickings uh, for QB. So that makes sense uh, for Shamir and Tevin Coleman without uh, Devonta Freeman should come in as an RB two this week. Um, and you're playing me, right? Yeah, you're playing me. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not that scared of you because uh, I have some stats to back that up. Um, over the last five games, you're the lowest scoring team in our league aside from Hirsch, I think. Uh, you're the only one under 100 points average the last five weeks apart from Hirsch, so I'm not very scared of you. Good you wow, let's, uh, let's just jump into that matchup because I think that is going to be the talking point. Yeah. Because I so I th- I looked at your roster today. You tell me what on your roster should scare me right now. Like who who's pri- James Connor, Mike Evans, great. I'll give you that. Mike Evans who's- plus magic. See that is the thing. That's the thing that you're missing here. Mike Evans early in the year was scoring twenty point games. Then Jameis Winston came in and started throwing interceptions and throwing to Cameron Brait and other people. But then Fitzmagic came in the game, and that's what allowed me to beat Sean Joseph. That in that last-minute burst, that seventy-three-yard touchdown to Mike Dave uh, to Mike Evans allowed me to beat beat Sean Joseph. And and I think this this momentum is going to continue into next week. Um, and so I think Mike Evans is going to break out again. I think James Conner is going to break out. Um, I think George Kittle on a Thursday night may break out. I, I, I don't know who his quarterback is this week, though, so I'm kind of scared about that. Um, but I, I think I think that my wide receiver core is good. James Conner is good. And so I, and maybe Sonny Michelle returns for that Sunday night matchup. So if he returns, then I'll have a full, full squad. All right, yeah. No, I think it's going to be a good matchup for sure. I So you're favored right now, but I don't have a defense playing. So if I insert a defense, it's going to be a pretty even matchup according to e- – ESPN so and I, I honestly was actually planning not to play a defense because here's the thing the Eagles are on a bye I saw the waiver wire there's no one where I like you know sometimes defenses can give you negative points and so I think I might steer clear and go a different strategy here and not play a defense that's a and I know that's kind of reward you know, that yeah it's, it's a hot it is a hot take but <laughs> I think I'm sticking clear staying clear of a defense this week well right. move Samir, you're a pretty smart guy. What do you think about that? Here's the thing. You know, you, you're right. It can be negative, but Surge has, has put together a few players. A lot of them are from me. You know, George Kittle, I dropped off the waiver. He's picked that up. James Conner, I traded to him before I knew that Le'Veon Bell is an absolute flake and will never come back. <laughs> and so that was fun to, to find that out. So, you know what? Uh, Surge could sneak in, but, man, I, I, would, uh, I would not put it past you. to if Hey, 
I'm gonna say this way, Kunal. If you cho- if you choose defenses the way Chirac chooses defenses, then don't pick up a defense. <laughs> but but um, if you uh, you know you know what you, who's going against who, so but just be careful, man, because Serge can sneak up on you. He snuck up on Chirag, he snuck up on Sean, and you know he could sneak up on yeah. you. Yeah, he's no. Yes. My defense is an excellent plus matchup with it's Bears against the Bills and Nathan Peterman. That's, that's so, right. Serge, Chelsea proposed you a trade today. I don't know if you. Checked and just hated it, or you proposed me a trade. Yeah, I did. <laughs> where, where have you been? Uh, he was too busy uh, preparing his speech okay. for today's canal. Okay, I, I, I'll give you that. Hey, we we can make a podcast history here and make a trade over you know live in person. That's true, dude. I we would, can... but I would, but this trade is ass, and so I'm not. <laughs> All right. In fact, in fact, it'll be the first time. I'm that a trade gets rejected live. Okay, there you go. I just wanted to make history. <laughs> Wrong side of history, but it's fine. Um, All right, uh, gentlemen. There's Samir, a... let's. What's that? Go no, go ahead. Um, okay. I just wanted to bring up, guys. We got a, another thing that happened this week was the NFL trade deadline. A lot of movement in the NFL. Um, you know that we got Golden Tate move into uh, another team. We got. Um, we got uh, Demarius Thomas moving the Texans. Guys, any moves that uh, surprised you and anything that has fantasy relevance? Hey, this one had real fantasy relevance because actually in our league, those two players were traded for each other. And um, you and I, right? Yeah, and it was me and it was us. Yeah. So, so that was kind of crazy for that to happen. Um, that trade puts things in a little bit different light. See, I thought, I thought it was pretty even. I think Kanal may have won out here. I think Tate's value is going to drop. Um, there's a lot of weapons in the Philly offense. I don't think he's going to get as much as many targets as, as in the Lions offense. And I think Demarius Thomas's outlook should increase with a better quarterback. Um, so, you know, if I had known this, I don't know if I would have done that deal. But hey, it's history. So that's right. Hindsight's yeah. twenty twenty. Yeah, I'm with you. I think slight edge to Demarius Thomas just because he gets a step right in. And, you know, you, you got Hopkins on one side who takes up a lot of the defense's, um, you know, attention. So good chance for him to come in and really be a factor in the Texans' offense. Tate, I think Tate's more talented, but he's also going to get hidden with, with the Eagles' receiving core. You got Ertz, you got Jeffrey, Aguilar. They throw to their running backs. Like, there's a lot of weapons there, so... Like Sir said, like if we were going back a week, I probably would. He probably wouldn't have accepted. But you know, things like this happen. Pretty, pretty cool stuff, though. Yeah. One, one other hot take I have for you guys, um, as you guys know, Demarius Thomas is now in, uh, a Texan. Cortland Sutton, right, has now risen to the wide receiver two spot in Denver. Uh, he went to school at SMU. Guess where his hometown is? Brenham, Texas. <laughs> I, I know, sir. Brenham, yeah. Texas. So Kunal and, and 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 Cortland probably went to the same high school, probably in different I social actually, circles. Did no, you really? I, yeah, <laughs> I, I know him. Yeah, like if I were to see him, he'd still say hi. Like we played ball together. I've like hung out with him outside of school. He was a real cool guy. I'm rooting for him. Someone picked him up in our league, and I was kind of jealous because I was Ooh, like, man, that's that's like, I think I think Hudson. Yeah, yeah that's, I think it was. Dude, let's talk about Hudson's team and, and your matchup from last week, Samir. You yeah. almost got doubled up here. I got 
ramroded by Hassan because he absolutely crushed me. I knew it was going to be a tough matchup going in, but he almost doubled my score. You know, every one of his his, his people performed. Joe Mixon, the highest score, 27.3 points. But I just absolutely shat the bet. Absolutely. Um, no, no doubts about it. My team just absolutely didn't come through. I was probably playing all the positions myself because none of my team showed up. Um, but Hassan, congratulations on the win. You needed it. Now you're four and four like the rest of us. And uh, that's not going to happen again, brother. But good win. Yeah, man. Hassan's team is looking good all of a sudden. Um, yeah, I, I think we'll get back to these stats later. I actually have some uh, some good statistics. I, I, I did, did uh, an overview of like the last five games versus the entire season because I think the first three games people are still trying to iron out their team. The last five may give us a little bit of a, a you know a, a crystal ball into the future as to which teams are on the rise, which teams are on the fall. I think we'll get to that later when we're talking about like uh, next week and and who's who's to beat and who and stuff like that. I, I think we have some more matchups to cover from last week. Um, Uh, Another, um, you know, good matchup on paper that uh, uh, really fit the bill on probably the premier game of the week was Rishi versus Hunter, man. Both power teams, like, in the top three of our league going at it. And, you know, Hunter has has some good points, man. Every time he's gone to a team, man, the team has risen up. It's like, I think you, Serge, you made the point. It's like playing the Patriots. Um, and, you know, it was a really close one, and we thought that Hunter was going to lose this one, but he acted out a win, three points against against Rishi. Todd Gurley, 30.5 points. Could have been more, but he, he sat down, uh, you know, in the last play of the game. But, God damn, man, what a pickup Todd Gurley was, and a great win by Hunter. Any thoughts, gentlemen? Yeah, he his team looks stacked. Like, just, you know, forget me wanting to win the league and just looking at it unbiased his team is good all around he's good but he's going to miss that flex spot and will fuller that's that's a big loss because now i'm I'm moved down to his bench i don't see who replaces him maybe royce freeman maybe amari cooper i know he's a cowboys fan the will fuller thing is going to hurt him because i mean that kid the dude's been a beast so far but other than that i mean todd Gurley. you know you know you're going to get about 20 points with him no matter what cam newton He's always a rushing threat. He can get points. Tariq Cohen has turned into the premier back in Chicago, so you know he's going to get his. A.J. Green, Cincinnati's looking good. Eric Ebron's the third best tight end in in the rankings. So like, he's doing well. I think I honestly think, her, or sorry, Hunter has got one of the best teams out there. Yeah, this was also a low key, pretty crazy matchup because until like the last few minutes of that Monday night game, this seemed to be in the bag for Hunter. And then the Patriots scored that interception, that pick six touchdown in the game. And Rishi got within like two or three points and a couple of sacks would have have done it for him. And that also sealed the win for me over Sean because then the Patriots could have just knelt it out and like their offense didn't get the ball again. Um, And so it sealed, it sealed a win for me, but it, 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 it made this matchup way closer than it, than it probably should have been. Yeah, and let's talk about Richie's team, man. He's been on the trading block. He he got David Johnson from Hirsch. He got Antonio Brown from Hunter, man. He has put together um, a pretty good team just through trades. And I think, uh, you know, we all say that, you know, trading can benefit one person or the other, but it sounds like he's made some trades that really benefit himself. 
Yeah, I think right now he's kind of just waiting for Leonard Fournette. If he can get Fournette in there and healthy, his team looks really good as well. Sanders and Antonio Brown are top 10 uh, wide receivers. Patrick Mahomes is the top quarterback. Travis Kelsey is, I think, the second or third best tight end or maybe the first. He He's positional rank-wise, he's very good except for running back. So if he can get David Johnson some productivity yep. and then Leonard Fournette in there, his team looks good as well. Yeah, and Sanders, Sanders is trending up as well with the trade of Demarius Thomas. Um, that's a bona fide wide receiver one uh, moving forward, I think, because he's already a huge part of the offense. He's going to be even, an even bigger part of the offense moving forward. Uh, so I think that that stack at wide receiver is pretty formidable. Yeah, and I just realized that both his top wide receivers, as you guys mentioned, are from trades. Emmanuel Sanders came from the trade with Arpon. Antonio Brown came in the trade with Hassan. So he's traded up to get some really good players. Um, speaking of good teams, man, I think you know you, you guys both said that uh, Hunter and, and Rishi have some good teams. I think Arpon has a put together a solid ass team the last few weeks. Um, you know he. You know, no no surprise, crushed Hirsch, you know, 116 to 97. But let's take a look at his team, man. He's got James White that he got um, from, um, who did he get James White from? Oh, sorry. Rishi. Yeah, that's right. He got James White from Rishi from, um, for Emmanuel Sanders, which I thought was a huge pickup for him. Um, he's got a huge bevy of wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, Brandon Cooks, Kenny Galladay, who are can you know blow up at any time of the year. Zach Ertz, Kirk Cousins is playing amazing, and he's got Kareem Hunt. Man, how do you guys feel about Arpin's team? So I always again, I'm going back to that positional ranking. If you look at it, you you overlooked one. He's got the best kicker, number one kicker, number two defense, number three receiver in Hopkins, number five running back in Kareem Hunt, number six quarterback in Kirk Cousins, and number seven James White. He's top 10 almost all across the board. And he's got Zach Ertz, the best tight end. The dude, the dude's team is good. I'll and he's got credit. the juice. Juice. Juice Landry. And he's got the juice. Yeah, maybe the juice is loose now that the Browns, like, you know, cleaned house. Yeah. And don't even sleep on Galladay because Galladay is in an offense without Golden Tate now. Uh, yes. His value just skyrocketed. Absolutely. Value skyrocketed. This is, man, this is maybe the team to beat. My stats actually back this up. Uh, that Arpan is probably needs to be feared the rest of the season. Yeah, let's get uh, into some of those stats. Yeah, you ta- you brought okay. it up plenty of times. Let's let's okay. start. Yeah. Like super interesting. So basically, all ESPN does is put the total points for for the entire season, right? And we know the rankings there. Let's just go through them real fast. One Hunter, two Sean, three Arpan, four Chirag. Oh no, no. Yep. You're, you're good. No, 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 no. That's that's the standing order. The yeah. points for order. Point. Yeah, the points for order is Hunter, Sean, Rishi. No, Arpan. Hunter, Sean, Arpan, Rishi. Um, then it goes Chirag, then then Samir, then Kanal, then wait, hold up. You and I are right there. If you're looking at the full... So hold it, guys. I'm... He's got to do a few calculations. Give him a second. He's a PhD student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt is in his trunk suit. No, I, I was going in. I was like, yeah, I have this in standings order, but actually... Points he doesn't forward. have time to do calculations. He has time for Photoshop. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Great point. All right. So 
So anyways, it, it go the order for point four goes Hunter, Sean, Arpan, Rishi, Samir, then Chirag, then me, then Kanal, then Hassan, then Hirsch. All right. Yeah. So that's the total points for uh for the entire season. But I think a lot of a lot a lot of times the first few games sort of muddles uh muddles the thought processes and you you sort of take the trends from the first several games like I suck ass, like Hassan sucks ass. I mean Hirsch still sucks ass, but uh <laughs> but some of these trends from the early season sort of just we we expect them to continue. Similarly like Buffalo's defense, like Buffalo let up like 43 points in the first game, but like after that, they've been sort of fine. Um, so I decided to do this points for, for for the last five games, not the total amount of games. All right. So this is the order in points for for the last five weeks. All right. So Arpan is at the top. Okay. Arpan's at the top with a 131 point average in the last five weeks. Wow. Okay. The next best is Hunter at 130. Okay. The next best is Rishi at 118. So there's a huge gap between Arpan, Hunter, and the rest of the field. Okay. So Rishi is at 118 at three. Then Sean comes in at four at 116. Uh, five is actually Hassan at 111. Six is me at 110. So if those, like, just based on the last five weeks, that would be the playoffs. Um, Seven is Samir at 109.6. Eight is Chirag at 104.8. Kunal, you're at 94 average in the last five games. And then Hirsch, well, Hirsch is at 76. <laughs> Kunal, how do, you, how do you feel being the bottom two? That's a, that's a hot take right there. No, that wasn't even a take. Stats don't lie. Um, <laughs> no, that, that's, that's, that's that, a hot that fact. good. Yeah, that's a hot fact. Uh, that actually really puts things into perspective. I guess I just have to go out and kick uh, my opponent's ass who happens to be surged this week. So, yeah, I think I'm motivated now. I think I'm going to wheel and deal in the next 24 hours, upgrade my team, and beat Surge. That, that's, that's, that's all I have to say. All right, you heard it here first. Um, Surge, any, any other uh, stats you want to throw at us? Yeah, so part of, the, part of these stats are – the differences between your total average and the last five games average. So it gives you sort of a, it sort of gives you like what that team is doing. Are they trending downwards? Are they trending upwards? What's going on there? So I, I want to focus in on two teams, one that are both going in opposite directions. So Arpan's average total over the season is 119 points, but the average in the last five games is 131. That's a differential of 11. So he in the last five games, Arpan has really improved his roster. I think he's won most of the trades that he's made, um, and he's really improved that roster a lot. Now, sorry to shit on you, Kanal, but but okay, your average total is one hundred four point seven six over the all the games, but in the last five, it's ninety four. So that's a drop of about eleven. And so somehow, I don't know what happened over the last five games, but. It's trending in the wrong direction. I think you're in, in terms of differential that you're the worst differential on this on this sheet. Yeah, I mean, two things, not excuses, but just two things. I see the Saints went on their bye during that stretch, so obviously not having Breeze and Thomas hurt, 
And then, honestly, I've just been playing the wrong guys. If you look at my bench scoring last week, left a lot of points on the bench. Two weeks ago, the same thing. So, definitely room for improvement. I just think I need to do a better job managing the team and managing the matchups. And, and I'll be fine. I think my roster is there. It's just now I have a plethora of players, and I just have to pick the right matchup. Yeah. Which I will definitely do against Surge this week and uh, get the W. <laughs> All right. Take can't that wait to see it. Hot stat, fat, fact, stat, whatever. Oh, the other thing, the other thing that was mentioned this week was that Huston put out a a Google Doc for rule changes for next year. That's right. Uh, do you guys have any, have any uh, ideas for rule changes or things that you want to maybe implement? Samir, anything? You seem innovative. So here's my thing. I, I, as we talked before, this is the best league I've ever been a part of, and that's absolutely the truth. I love having five bench spots because one of the things I love is when you have to make tough decisions like. Um, you know, pick one person, have to drop person in the waivers. I've been, I'm in other leagues where the bench pod's like seven to eight, where people just sit on their players all season long, and you just can't do anything. The waivers dry. Nobody wants to trade. It's the absolute worst. So I love the bench spots. Um, I I think it'd be fun going back to normal kicking rules. I know we shat on it this week. I mean, so we we loved it this week for Suraj because it helped him get the win. But um, I think it adds a it's a it's a it's a way to differentiate your team even more. You know, you could have a shitty flex player, but have an awesome kicker, and you know you can get a win if you're kicking a lot of field goals. So I would go back to that. The other one that I've always thought about that I've never done in any of my leagues is a, a free agent acquisition budget, fab budget. You know, mm-hmm. where you got to think through. You know, if you really want a player, you can pony up the money, but then you got to think about the rest of the season. Um, I've never done it personally. It's always looked interesting to me. Um, maybe as part of a you know waiver process, but um, that's where my my head's at. What about you guys? You know, have you done fab before? No, I have not actually. Well, I no I fab in my other league, um, and I can say it's it's so much harder than than just the the normal waivers because you need to think through. You know, are my guys three? <laughs> how much? How much fab do I need now versus in the end, at the end of the season? And that goes into like your record. That goes into your the construction of your team. That goes into like if it's a huge person available on waivers. Um, it does increase the complexity a lot. Uh, so, but that's something that we could consider. Could all thoughts? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's an added element. I think a lot, of, all of us actually watch and keep up with football enough to where I think like we would have some interesting moves being done that method. So I'm definitely not against it. I don't know if I'm completely for it. I would want to do some research and see how that goes. The one I will say is the kicker. I know we bitched about it all season. Since credit, he did make it explicit. Like, you know, he told us, what he was doing. I guess none, none of us gave a shit at the time, but now all of a sudden when it's biting us in the ass, we all care. Yeah. Um, I will definitely say I like, I like the standard kicking rules or whatever, you know, where, when a field goal is three points and a point after is one. That's what I want. I don't care where you kick it from. It's a field goal. Look, the NFL team gets three points if it's a 15-yard field goal or a 55-yard field goal. So why can't we? That's my point. So the kicking rule has to change. Speakers are people too, man. Yeah, kickers are people. Dicker right. the kicker. And look, I'm just really I want this because I want to draft Dicker the kicker in a couple of years when he's an NFL kicker. I think you might do a first round pick on that canal. <laughs> yeah, oh, I think oh, 
One other change I would love to make, guys, is do an in-person draft. I've talked to Hassan many times about this. I have always seen uh, some of my work friends go on a lovely weekend with their best buddies and do a fun and boozy like draft for a few hours and go watch the game. And I've always felt very, very jealous and envious of that. So if this, I know that's not part of the rules, but offline, if we can make it happen, love to do an in-person draft with you with you guys and uh you know i think it'll be a lot of fun yeah samir i mean we we actually were together when we proposed that to Hassan this past weekend that's and, right um i'm 100 percent for it i know i've had some off offline conversations with some people in our league and they're absolutely for it as well so i think it's a matter of uh just coordinating the best location which is unfortunately probably texas i know some we have some people on the coast and stuff but I mean, look, if we plan ahead, make it, you know, a good weekend where, you know, tickets are cheap and, you know, weather is good in Texas. And just like you said, kick back, watch some football, do our draft, booze and hang out. I mean, <laughs> I think, like you, I've seen a lot of people do it in person. And I've gotten extremely jealous. And uh, I just I just want to Instagram it and be, be cool, right? Like, I just want to have, like, a cool setup and in-person fantasy football league. I love it with, with the with the highlights video from the past season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll just have the podcast on rerun the entire draft. That's right. <laughs> and Suraj, you can bring the dildos. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring I'll bring the dildos. Oh, let's go. Okay, so do you want to do some pick them. Let's do some pick them. <clears throat> let's All do right. it. All right, so week nine matchups, guys. I mean, we know we talked about um, you guys' matchups, and I know you guys are both uh, are gunning for the win. You guys heard it on this one. Canal is on a fire sale for his team. In 24 hours, his team might look drastically different than what it does now, so take a look at it for that. And Surge has some players coming off of injury, so it'll be a great matchup. Other great matchups this week. I'm going on against uh, Chirag Patel, the bully. You know, and uh, he's got a solid team. I'm, I'm pretty nervous, but hey, I got Matt, Maddie, Maddie Ice. Thanks to my friend, my podcast host Kunal. Thank you for that. So hopefully he posts a good game. Um, I got Melvin Gordon. Hopefully coming back um, and from injury. Hope that handshake is uh, is nice and fine. My my little one. And uh, we got uh, you know some some good players that I I hope will will go. But you know what? The thing about but. Chirag's team, right? I thought I'd be in in in, in a really good place because you'd have, you know, Saquon Barkley and and Marlon back on bye, but he just put some great players on his team for 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 this week. So I'm like, shit. Now it's going to be a really close matchup. So I think it's a toss up, but I think I can I can get the win if I get Melvin Gordon in and Matty Ice throwing four touchdowns. Yeah, there you go. And Julio, Julio's got to get his touchdown, man. <laughs> yeah, get his first touchdown of the year. My hot for the week. Julio scores a touchdown. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm pulling Samir here just because of Julio and the Matty Ice. You got the connection now. You got the full right. connection for those two. So um, they're a good offense. Who, who are they playing this week? They're playing uh, I th- the, the Skins. Washington. Yeah. So a decent defense, but definitely could be a shootout or at least a high scoring. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna put put my point. I, I'm going to take you on that one with Chirag. Slight. slight I think, I think I'm, I'm going to say the same thing. I think Chirag is another team that's going downhill in terms of uh, in terms of these averages over the last five weeks. So I'm going to take I'm going to take Samir here. Trust the data. Love it, guys. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Take that for data. All right. Uh, another matchup that's uh, g- going to be very interesting is um, 
the Big Bot Fumble, Hunter, I'm sorry, Hassan Himani versus the new reloaded Arpan Amin Squeak Squeak Juggle Juggle Squad. This is going to be a big matchup, man. Right now, it seems that, that, uh, that Arpan's going to dominate him. It's about, you know, at least a 10-point game to Arpan's favor. But, you know, if if if, Hunter, if Hassan's team performs, you got, you know, Murray playing because uh, Dalvin Cook's out. Lindsay's playing. Diggs in, in Cup, he's got through trades. Jared Cook... Um, you know, if those guys perform, he could he could uh, post a chance against Arpan. But what do you guys think? What's the data say? Uh, data says that Arpan is the best team in the league over the last five weeks, and I'm going to think that continues, especially with Mixon and Beckham on bye and OBJ on bye. Uh, I mean, I I don't see a real route. You know that story, that Greek story where the guy flies too close to the sun and he get in, and he falls into the ocean and dies. I think I think that may be Hassan here. I think he's four and four, uh, and and now it's time for his wings to fall off and fall into the ocean. Yes, wow. Icarus. That's his name. Icarus. That's right. I think Hassan is Icarus this week. <laughs> Icarus. Maybe should change uh, his name. Big Big Butt Icarus. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't really have that except that ESPN's taken Urban by a minus twenty one. So I'm gonna roll with TSPN and Earth, and I got I got him winning as well. All right, another matchup we have is the comeback kids, Shawnee J, Mr. Snake Oil versus DC Tooth Fairies, Rishi Patel. Um, again, on paper, looks like a pretty close matchup. Um, Rishi doesn't have some great running backs. Kenyon Drake is his boomer bust. Jalen Richard plays on a very shitty. Raiders team, so I, I just don't know how we can get, can beat the comeback kids, man. He's got uh, 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 Sean's got Kamara, McCaffrey, Josh Gordon, Tyreek Hill. He's got some solid cores of wide receivers running back. Oh, of course, uh, the man A Rod as well. So I'm 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 putting this to the comeback kids to beat uh, Rishi Handley. How do you guys feel? Yeah, I'm with you again. I, I, Rishi's roster is good, except those running backs kind of scare me. I know I tried to make some deals with him because I have some running backs but unfortunately we couldn't get anything going we might revisit that tonight but um yeah I got, I got Shawnee just because and, and I'll tell you why Tyreek Hill has a good matchup against the Browns and I think he's gonna have a big one and I know that means Mahomes does well on the other side for Rishi but I think uh Tyreek Hill that's my pick he's gonna go off for Sean and uh he gets the W that's true. Yeah, no, even even McCaffrey has a great matchup in t- against Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah. You should start anybody against that defense. Um, and, yeah, I think this could be close, actually, though. Uh, I think that Rishi's running backs are sort of – the ones that he has in, at least, are sort of underrated. Jalen Richard should get a lot of touches, especially in PPR again, on the Thursday night game. And then Kenyon Drake has been – has sort of found a resurgence here lately uh so i think this could be close i think this could be the closest game of the week all right hot take from surge closest game of the week um another matchup that not really much to talk about is uh hunter walsh versus strawberry shortcake hirsch um but i want to give hirsch credit credit man he's been on the waivers he's had some zingers on the freaking group me i I, there's some of them i laughed out loud at especially the last one so, Hirsch, we really appreciate you, uh, you know, coming to play in terms of your trash talk. But I hope your team comes to play because you got a you got a big matchup this week. One hundred two point four is projected for for her for Hunter versus uh, ninety one for for Hirsch. How do you guys feel about this? And that's 
And that's without a tight end for Hunter. That's he has right. a bye right now. And I don't he think he's going to put one in. <laughs> does he, have he, he doesn't have one on his roster. Does yeah, he? both are on buys. Ingram yeah, as both well as uh, Ebron. So he might not play tight end so, and yeah. still beat still beat Hirsch. <laughs> is that a flex like, move? Is that a boss move or a soft move? I don't know, man. It's like it's not playing a defense, but uh, if you're playing Hirsch, man, it's kind of like a bye week. So I guess uh, I think the the risk is lower for 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 Hunter than it is for you, Canal. But you know, you know what? What if? What if? Hirsch puts on put down a you know a beating on 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 on, on Hunter. We uh, we're having Hirsch next week on the podcast, and that's going to be probably the the highlight of the week. Yeah, I think that's the highlight of the season. <laughs> yeah, Hirsch on the pod next. That'll be fun. <laughs> but I think I think he's anticipating a win here. Honestly, I think with with Fitz Magic guiding him to victory, I think he's anticipating that Fitz Magic is probably going to give him a, a, the craziest victory of the season so far. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't see a way that he'll win, but I mean, crazier things have happened. Uh, there could be an injury. There could be Hunter leave, leaving out his tight end spot and overconfidence. Um, crazier things have happened. Maybe it happened. Sure. That would and, be something. And lightning has strike twice, twice for you, uh, um, Suraj, for you know, got some close wins this week and a few weeks ago. So hey, you just gotta probably text uh, Hersha. Uh, your your give him some of your some of your good juju. And uh, maybe he can get the win. That'd be crazy upset. Crazy upset. All right, boys. Um, any any parting thoughts as as we look to to week nine? Um, any thoughts about uh, fantasy? Any thoughts about Texas football? Where are you guys heads at? Sir, do you want to take it for first? Uh, that was a disappointing Texas football loss. Um, I watched sort of half the game. Uh, I watched the end. Uh, man, I think that Herman taking out our quarterbacks for the first for the first quarter really did us in there because by the time they got warmed up, by the time they got into the game, uh, it was already a, a huge deficit. So um, I think I think it was actually good for our team though. Overall, we were also like Icarus. We were we were flying close to the sun, and we we really didn't deserve to be number six. I don't think. Um, I think we're we're well ranked now as where we should be, probably in the teens somewhere. And I think that we'll show up for that home game against West Virginia. I think we beat West Virginia at home, and I I think we may not have if we had won that game in Stillwater. Okay, I, I, no, I, I like that. Um, the one thing that the, my biggest takeaway from the state game was just the lack of discipline and execution. Coming, we did not look like a team coming off a of bye week, like. One thing I'll pinpoint is the freaking delay of games coming off of starting a drive, like coming off the kickoff. I understand the new rule got implemented to where, you know, the play clock starts immediately and, you you know, you got to get going. But that's on coaching. The first week it happened, fine. Week eight or whatever week we're on and it's still happening is no excuse for that crap. So I, th- I think pay attention to detail. You, you got a fired up crowd. I saw – the, the home game this weekend is sold out, so I expect Austin to be rocking. I expect the players to come out fighting and executing. More than anything, I thought we gave a good last week, but it was a small execution. And uh, I think if we do that, we beat West Virginia because we are talented. It's just execution at this point. Do you guys think we have a pet to the Big 12, uh, Big 12 title game? 
We do. I mean, we still do. Don't get me wrong. We absolutely do. It, we you just got to win out. We still control our own destiny. Yeah, yeah we, we just... got we to gotta take one game at a time. I think I think that's what got to the players' heads, that they, they were top in the Big 12. Um, they were – they, they 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 just got a little too overconfident there, but I think if we beat West Virginia, uh, there's another trap game at that I'm really concerned about um, yeah. because their offense puts up points. But I think uh, Iowa State and Kansas should be wins. Uh, yeah. So yeah, those two games are are the ones that maybe we slip up again. All right. Yeah. I. Well, we'll all be rooting for for the Longhorns this weekend. Hope they get the win against West Virginia and continue to to roll around the season but boys um any parting thoughts week nine uh we we feel feeling good you guys have a big matchup you too hope you guys uh, best of luck both of you um hope uh hope you guys get the win if not i hope uh you uh get some at least some trades in to better your team um any any parting thoughts fuck you canal <laughs> i cannot wait for this matchup so glad to have Serge on the fucking pod uh, I thought the speech was cute and all that, but god damn it, he posted a dick pic. There's no way I'm losing to him, so that's my parting <laughs> thought. Love it. Not the first dick pic I posted to PJ Dub group memes. And it's definitely not the last. <laughs> yeah, it's not the last. <laughs> all right, guys, signing off. All right, guys. Take Later. it easy. Good luck. Right, night. Hook em horns. Fuck, fuck you. <laughs>